2: And welcome to another edition of Corbin versus the world. I am your hero, Corbin David Albaugh here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today and tomorrow. But before we do that, and launch into all the ha ha's and the goofs that I have planned out for you in this episode, and I've got some really good ones, I promise I've got some great Game of Thrones material that I think you'll really appreciate a little bit later. But before I do that, uh, I think that it would be a little bit irresponsible of me to not talk about the latest political fuckery that is going on in our country. So I am once again opening up the political floor, bring it on, Demon King Mitch McConnell. But we need to talk about all this biggity bullshit that is going on in the South. For those of you who haven't really been following news or politics recently for reasons that I can completely understand. Uh, Georgia and Alabama joined the list of states recently that have passed fetal heartbeat bills, uh, which are essentially bills that restrict abortion in such a way that it makes it illegal to receive one after uh, six weeks, which, of course, is not nearly enough time to detect most pregnancies. And it has made no real restrictions Uh, or allowances for rape or incest or anything of that nature. So we're basically talking about the strictest anti-abortion laws passed in our country in some time. And obviously, these are direct challenges to Roe v. Wade. Uh, It's worth noting that these are not the first bills of their kind to be passed. Similar bills have already been passed in Ohio, in Iowa, in Kentucky, You know, all of our old friends and those bills have gone on to be challenged by the ACLU and those are currently fighting their way through the court system, which is eventually what's going to happen, not only to the Georgia and Alabama laws, but also to the incoming fetal heartbeat laws that are going to be passed by Louisiana and Missouri probably within the week as well. And the reason that this is happening in addition to, you know, conservative Republicans being complete evil fuckheads is uh ever since Kavanaugh was named to the Supreme Court, uh a lot of conservatives have kind of seen that as the go ahead signal to finally start passing laws that can work their way up to the Supreme Court to finally overturn Roe v. Wade, because now we allegedly have enough justices that uh we can flip that decision that is of course, if John Roberts doesn't do his uh maverick wild card thing and you know throw up the whole system, but at this point, in this topsy turvy monkey's paw fucked up universe, like I don't know what's going on anymore, and you know the the thing worth noting uh is at least in the short term, you know, abortion is still legal. In these states for the next six months, because in the language for the bills, it states that they don't go into effect for another six months, which allows the time for the ACLU to come in and stop it. So at least they were civil in that regard. But obviously, they have made no secret of the fact that the ultimate goal is for all of these bills uh, to be challenged in the courts. So that is the Avengers endgame scenario for all of these laws that are currently going into effect. And obviously, there's been a lot of shit that we've had to tolerate the last two and a half, three years, ever since the stupid election. But if there's ever been an issue in these last three years that is a thing that can really take us to the streets and get mobilized and really understand what we're voting for when we go out to these elections in 2020, it's really this. Because this is this is absolutely a wedge issue. This is absolutely a hot-button issue. And not only is it an evil move by Republican politicians, but it's also a cynical and shrewd political move as well. Because moving into the 2020 presidential election, you've got members of the conservative party, you've got members of the religious right who aren't super sold on Trump, who aren't wild, who aren't motivated on Trump, for obvious reasons, because he doesn't demonstrate any of the qualities that uh one would think or talked about in the Bible. You know, you've got that unenthusiastic base. You've got an unenthusiastic base in general going into the 2020 election, because I'm sure like a grand majority of Republicans barely tolerate Trump as is. But it's an issue like this that is going to mobilize conservative voters uh in a way that just getting out the vote to keep Trump in office for four years will not. And so it's like I said, it's a very shrewd political move as well to mobilize the base. But at the same time, I think it's very important that we on the other side of the political spectrum and just real quick, you know, if you're a listener and you're pro-life, I respect your opinion, but understand that that opinion does not extend to, you know, your ability to govern or legislate someone else's body or choices. Uh, That is fucked up. You're free to have the opinions that you want in America. You know, people believe in flat earth and reptilians and people that listen willfully to insane clown posse. You know, we have a lot of values in our country that we all tolerate. But for the love of God, we don't need to legislate this shit. We don't need to uh, impart our will onto other people. It's that kind of fucked up shit that we all saw coming with the trump election and so jesus christ guys let's all remember we have an election moving forward in a year and a half we can walk some of this shit back let's just remember moving forward i don't care who the hell you support moving forward into the primaries but also understand that by and large we're all on the same team here and we all need to be working together to get these motherfuckers out of office out of the courts So that way we never have to worry about shit like this ever again, because who fucking knows what's going to happen with this bill once it gets to the Supreme Court? I wish I could tell you uh, what was going to happen, but fuck, all of my political future telling went completely out the window two or three years ago. So I don't know shit. You don't know shit. We just know that we're in shit. So let's start working our way out of this shit. Holy hell. Anyway... Let's listen to some tunes and feel good about life. I will give you some uplifting news before I send you to some tunes. The lawsuit that was filed by an Amazon tribe against oil companies uh, succeeded in the courts. So oil companies don't get to drill in the Amazon forest. So, hey, at least we won that battle. It's the little victories, friends. Let's try and keep that in mind moving forward while we listen to these groovy-ass tunes. Thank you for listening to my political diatribe. We will be back to our regularly scheduled goofs after our musical break. This is Feet and their song, Add Blue. Welcome back to Corbin vs. the World, your number one source for news on Woodstock 50. You just got done listening to Ad Blue" by Feet, followed up by I Got Friends by Warm Dusher. That's a side project of some of the members of Fat White Family who I've played on the show previously. Fun little evil band out of the UK. And finally, we had Blood and Rockets, the very first track Off of the Claypool Lennon Delirium album. And your ears heard me correctly. That is a collaboration project between Sean Lennon and Les Claypool of Primus. And for the love of all that is holy, if you are into the weird as much as I am, you need to definitely listen to that album. Although I'm sure you have already. And as promised, it's now everyone's favorite part of the show, or at least mine. It is Days of Our Woodstock, as I provide you yet another update on the ongoing saga of the greatest drama of our year, which is whether Woodstock 50 will actually be a thing. So that lawsuit that the runners of the festival filed against Dentsu Aegis Uh, was finally settled on by the courts, and we found the perfect King Solomon solution to that. They ruled that Dentsu Aegis, although they are the evilest corporation to have ever eviled, uh, they do not have the authority to single-handedly cancel the festival. So the festival is back on, guys. So break out the t-shirts, let's rock and roll. Except they are not being held to having to return All of the funding money. So what that means is that the festival is still on, but now they need to throw one hell of a fucking bake sale in order to make this thing a reality. And so I can only assume that the next mutation of this story is going to be some absurd, overextending uh, crowdfunding Indiegogo project, which uh, people will inevitably donate money to. But whether it will be enough will be the next question in our next episode of Days of Our Woodstock. Uh, but we got to make this a reality because I just read that apparently John Mayer is playing with the Grateful Dead and he is as confused as the rest of us are. Uh, he recently gave an interview where he compared the festival to the Black Knight of Monty Python. And so once again, John Mayer, you scored 10 more cool points in my book. But we're going to move our way, our attention from Woodstock 50 and move into some more tunes. This is Bally Song by Phantom Planet.
3: I said no, you know your life's an is with somebody new, playing with someone I don't believe it when you say a word about my baby If it's true then only she could tell me so I said no You know you're lost and is with somebody new Playing with someone in the shadows Running with the shadows
2: Back to Corbin versus the world. You just got done hearing Bally Song by Phantom Planet, followed up by Hard to Kill by Bleached. That is a new single from them, followed up by Love Supreme, parentheses, work together by Ron Gallo. So I'm going to open up this segment by making a bold, opinionated statement that I intend to stand by and fight for. Guys, I am okay with this last season. Of Game of Thrones. That is an opinion that I feel is kind of in the minority right now, just based off of the massive amount of fan backlash that has happened strategically with one episode left. So if there was ever a time to tank a show, uh, I'd say that the showrunners, uh, David Benioff and D.B. Cooper, whatever the fuck his name is, that nebbish looking guy, uh, that was a really strategic move on their part. And some people feel so strongly about this that there is currently a petition making its way around the interwebs trying to convince HBO to reshoot, to redo the entire eighth season in a way that the fanboys and fangirls uh, deem appropriate for their fanfiction. Because here's the deal, guys. I, you know, I've I've had a few quibbles with this past season of Game of Thrones, and I'm gonna try my best not to use too many like proper nouns and verbs. Uh, you know, I've had a couple issues, you know, with teleporting warships and you know the the pacing and whatnot, and you know that's gonna happen because they, you know, you're you're talking about a show that at the beginning of its of its life, a character was walking from like Winterfell to King's Landing. That shit took like two episodes, three episodes. Now, just to get the plot moving, these motherfuckers have to like teleport from one place to another. And so, you know, it's definitely a little bit of a departure. And there are times during this season where I don't so much feel as if I'm watching a TV show as I am watching Game of Thrones, the movie uh, with like six separate installments and they all kind of go together and I'm enjoying it for the most part, but that apparently is not a, a shared sentiment. And I think that some of that is kind of a function of, you know, when people get so invested in something like Game of Thrones, especially something that some people have been following the books since they came out in like the late 90s, and they've been waiting for George R. R. Martin to finish the damn books. But guys, George R. R. Martin lives in Santa Fe. He is never finishing those goddamn books. Every time he wakes up in the morning and thinks, oh, well, I could finish the next book, or I could go have another delicious breakfast burrito. And guys, that breakfast burrito is going to win every single time. We are going to lose out on these last two books because of fucking green chili and chili relleno. So thanks again, New Mexico, you fucked us out of some form of closure that we can all get behind. And yeah, I do have a lot of concerns about the fact that These two guys have also been given the keys to the next three Star Wars movies because, just based on how they've been coming up with their own original content, now that they've abandoned the book's threads, it doesn't really paint a very flattering picture. And a lot of the stuff that I'm really enjoying about this season is, you know, all of the elements that have been introduced in the previous seasons that were, you know, primarily George R.R. Martin all of those story elements finally coming home to roost. You know, decade-long journey, decade-long story finally hitting its end point. Especially the last episode, you know, you can complain about, you know, character twists or lack of foreshadowing, but I felt all of the emotional notes of that episode. It was very tremendous. I am excited to see how it ends. I'm excited for it to end. And honest to God, I'm kind of hopeful that, the fan backlash is strong enough that we don't do any more spinoffs of the goddamn game of Thrones universe. And it doesn't become yet another stupid cash cow franchise that, you know, we pump out like every two or three years that we just let the series stand alone. And eventually we can go back and appreciate it on its own merits. Is it going to be one of the greatest shows of all time? Absolutely not. Cause you are not going to fuck with the wire or breaking bad. Do not come for my favorite shows, but it is still a fantastic achievement. So many people worked so fucking hard on that show. So many hours, the actors, the directors, all of the people that worked on these shoots and to to sit there and and demand that another season be made or uh you know just shitting on it. It just demonstrates a total lack of empathy. So get it together, nerds. Jesus Christ. Anyway, I'm going to play more tunes for you. This is one of my favorite song titles I've encountered recently. This is by Curious and their song, I Don't Do Drugs, I Just Sweat A Lot.
3: want to move in a way that that i
1: have never moved before
4: kick me again I'm on shoo 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 sugar When I die right I call that shi 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 sugar sh 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 sugar town.
2: Welcome back to Corbin Vs. The World. You just got done hearing by Curious and their song, I Don't Do Drugs, I Just Sweat A Lot, followed up by Shit Kid. Yep, that's the band name, Shit Kid, and her song, Sugartown. followed up by Patio and their song, New Reality. So we are just wrapping up this episode of Corbin versus The World. I was very, very pleased and excited last weekend to find out that I am apparently now in the Top 30 of uh, Apple Music Podcasts So feeling very warm and fuzzy About that thank you all of you Who have been listening uh, since day one Since I was a stuttering anxiety Pile I'm sure you didn't hear that But I certainly felt it Uh, So it's been a great journey and I'm So happy that the show Has got some great forward momentum going And I am so excited to keep Bringing you all of these Fantastic episodes in the future As well as other fun content that we've got coming out soon corbin versus the movies uh is in the pipeline and that will be out some point this summer Uh, i am also working on my political guide to the democratic primaries which will soon be available on the noco fm blog for all of your political perusals We've also got a Patreon page for Noco FM that uh, you should go on where you can donate monthly to our lovely network and you can get all kinds of lovely perks of which one is being taken advantage of. Today, my very good friend, Freedom Anthony Hopkins, uh, has dedicated a song on this show which you can do for the very, very low amount of $2 a month. He has asked for a Dave Matthews band song uh, which is a clear abuse of power but obviously I will allow it because I love you freedom and I miss you very much this is Dave Matthews band and Jurassic 5 and their song work it out so we're going to be closing off with a little instrumental jazzy rap odyssey I hope you enjoy these next few songs I have lined up for you thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Corbin vs the World appreciate you so much and I will catch you next week one,
0: two, one, two. Don't stop, stop your dream and let yourself float upon the notion. We can work it out, we can going work it out, baby. Go ahead lose yourself inside this opportunity. Right now my only rhyme is this lesson I learned, you talk about trust, I talk about lust, it's not appealing, as you truly speak your feelings, I'll be looking at the ceiling, so concealing, should have put my heart on the table, knowing I was good and able, but instead I fed your fables, if I could have you back, best believe it'd be forever, cause each and every day you will hear those four levels. Don't stop, stop your dreaming, let yourself float upon the notion we can't wait. Times, but we feel the same pains the blood of mankind's running through the same veins we fight to make it right some would say remain tame same crimes even though the names change and we like different minds working off the same brain passengers on different cars stepping off the same train in the end making it right's the main aim different parts of the picture highlight the same frame I don't stop stop What I know you need to work it out. Work if it you out. ain't happy with yourself, you need to work it out. If you're having out. problems with your family, then work it out. Uh. The things we go through just to work it out. I work it out when the situation seems unworkable, unreversible. But God is most merciful. Many works, many men converse. Soul search sweat it out, really trying to work it out. With the constant complaint, we either gonna make it fire. We ain't, I already know what some of you think. I'ma talk a hip hop and how bad it's got. Then try to pull a plug. I'm not looking for nobody to judge. You say you ain't. I never thought you was. I'm just trying to get with you and the same picture so this right thing can move the right thing and do the right thing. Maybe your life ain't. Plus my man might sing. One, two. Don't okay. stop, stop your dreaming. Let yourself float up. break faces, wild cop chasers, dawn of all ages. I saved the world, that's fucking history pages. My Wu crescent shines in the sky at night. Watch out my eagle on my wrist, take off, it's a flight. All oh, my might, Bright glass teeth that bite. Ain't a bird or a plane, it's ghost in the mic. Two hammers in a diamond blade sword, thicker than the Ford F-150, niggas couldn't lift me. As if, stance, mass stiff, metal face doom, beware he bad gifts, cab for the shift, overwork. Overtime jerk, and worn gold for mine. Play the wall like handball till his pants fall. Crawl to last call. Loose cannon, screw strip. Off the rip, just one for the gipper. Get chip. That naked dig, don't tip the strippers. Fold bonds and mask mats slippers. Your ear stalks, backpack of ammo. Warrior set, let your flags blow camo. These boobs is toys like Ramo. Damn, no chip paint driving on the rabble with the Lambo. Blamo.
4: Losing you
2: together, nerds. Jesus Christ. This has been a production of NOCO-FM.